Welcome to the Wookie Gunners Rebels Chat with your host, Jonah Marie, and the Jan Ocean Queen to my hive of zombie bugs, my mom, Maria. Ew! I don't want to be a Jan Ocean Queen. Well, I don't want to be a hive of zombie bugs. Oh, man. Rebels Chat is a family-friendly podcast where my daughter and I share impressions, reactions, and our favorite moments of the latest Star Wars Rebels episode. Since our favorite show is on break, we'll be looking at other parts of the Star Wars universe. In today's episode, we will be talking about the next batch of Star Wars The Clone Wars episodes from Season 2, Landing at Point Rain, Weapons Factory, Legacy of Terror, and Brain Invaders. In this four-episode arc, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and... Ki- uh, oh, God, here we go again. <laughs> I purposely don't tell you. Yes, yeah, it, it, yeah, I know. I, 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 I'm starting to realize that. So it's like Spanish, man. Okay. Pronounce it as you see it. <laughs> okay. In this four-episode arc, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ki-Adi-Mundi lead an invasion to stop Pogol the Lesser and the Geonosians... Gen- from rebuilding their droid army. Say that three times fast. <laughs> Later on, Anakin, Ahsoka, Luminara, Unduli, and her Padawan, Varys of... Varys? 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 It sounds French. Varys. 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 Varys Offy. Varys Office. Offy. Office. Okay, later on, Anakin, Ahsoka, Luminara, Unduli, and her Padawan. <laughs> Varys. It's going to be Varys to me. Varys. Say the Varys way you Lead a mission to destroy the droid factory on Geonosis. Eventually, Jedi Master Luminara Unduli disappears while tracking Pogol the Lesser. And finally, while the Jedi Knights transport Pogol the Lesser as a prisoner to Coruscant, the Padawans... <laughs> ba- Bari- what is it again? Barris. Barris. Afi. Afi. And Ahsoka Tano come in contact with Genosian brainworms aboard their supply ship. This has become my you know favorite what? part <laughs> of the episode. I, I, I wouldn't mind a brainworm right now. <laughs> That's my favorite part now. I purposely put difficult things in there. I'm starting to feel that. <laughs> so before we jump into those episodes, I wanted to briefly talk about the season three trailer. So in the last episode, we talked about the clip that featured Ezra, Sabine, Zeb, and Chopper rescuing Hondo. Since then, we've seen the season three trailer that came out from Star Wars Celebration. And I remember I showed it to you the day, maybe the day after... And the first thing we see is Kanan with his beard. And you were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So sexy. (laughs) You know what? It was hard for me to accept the beard. Oh, no. I love the beard. You love the beard. I love the beard. You know what? And the little, little spot right above his lip right there is like there's nothing. I'm like, I really wish. Like, I just want to poke my finger at (laughs) at his upper lip. (laughs) 
you have problems, Jonah. <laughs> you know, you know, I I gotta look at it a bit more. I mean, I I've kind of gotten to the point where I accept it, but I gotta look at it a bit more to be like more comfortable with it. I love the beard. You love the beard. Yes, kudos. Are to, you a beard the... kind of woman? Yes. Okay. But a trim, clean. Not the Bushman. No, no. What my <laughs> what my nephew? My nephew had a. Oh, that was nasty. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was his yeah. beard, and then he wouldn't maintain it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But his looks, you know, obviously it's clean, clean cut. Yeah. Clean cut, short, and obviously he let it grow because he's not able to maintain it. At least theoretically, in my mind, how he used to. Hey, he's a Jedi. Uh, he is a Jedi. He, he, he feels um, <laughs> and sees everything, even without eyes. Even his hairs? Yes. <laughs> okay, then. I, I believe you, Mommy. <laughs> You're the Yoda of the show, so I believe what you say. <laughs> and then we also have Ezra, who's been, who we oh see God, has also changed. He's not a little boy. Oh, my no. God. And, and a lot of people pointed out to me that, you know, he, he shot down those stormtroopers in that clip. And I've always been a supporter of him always using non-threatening, non-lethal, non-lethal means. So I, I, he's gotten to the point where, you know, that's not an option anymore. And, I, you know, me being me, I, I kind of believe that, hoped that it would continue being the way that I wanted, but obviously that's not that's not going to happen. We, we all grow, we all change, and circumstances also influence the way we react to yeah. things. And let's face it, the last time we saw a little blueberry, a little blueberry, he was opening the holocron yeah. of the Sith. Yeah, and that has to affect him somehow whether it af- will affect him permanently whether it will do that more damage than harm is it remains to be seen but it has to yeah, have some it has, effect it has to have some tainting so and that so, idea yeah. of introducing the holocron right at the verge of puberty <laughs> it, it's like such a, a metaphor uh, of, oh, yeah. of the reality yeah. because it is like that. Yeah, yeah. The, the growth of children is like explosive. There's one point where it goes from empty to full yeah. and it was like, what the heck happened here? <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we're going to be seeing now. We're yeah. going to be seeing that from being a, an early teenager, you know, in his early steps to now being a full-blown teenager who's starting to develop into what will later become an adult yeah and and he's already had some he's had a pretty rough life i mean i I know luke has had a rough life but luke had a sheltered life he he had a sheltered life yes he he lived in a difficult situation they lived in tatooine there was difficulties there was whatever but luke had a short sheltered life he lived with his own Aunt and uncle. Yeah. They had a home. Yeah, yeah. They had a place. They they, they had jobs. They had things to do. Yeah. Ezra, uh, Ezra didn't. At seven years old, he was on his uh, own. On the streets. Yeah. So, you know. So, you have that. And then you have the loss of his parents. You have the parents who were alive. A lot of violence and, and, and a lot of violence and, and, you and have, death introduced around him. And so. then losing Ahsoka because of his own, own actions. actions. 
So it, it, it's all like building, yes. and who knows how it's going to manifest. So, so now, and, and that's that's the evolution because we all have a choice. Sometimes people say we don't have choices. The truth is, we do have choices. Whether they're the choices that we would like to have, that's a whole different story right but we do have choices and sometimes the choices boil down to whether i will allow myself to be changed in a manner in which i will never be able to come back from and i'm gonna regret and dislike myself and make it even worse in in the further future or will i choose the difficult path that may not take me anywhere that may not give me all the things that i want but at least it will allow me to remain who I am right the essence of who I am of of what I represent to others yeah yeah it's interesting because if you compare him to Anakin you can think of Maul as being Darth Sidious, Sidious to yes. Anakin and Maul is still alive he's still kicking <laughs> oh, Maul, Maul, Maul. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the day that character actually meets his end <laughs> Because it's it's been long, it's been coming for a long time now. <laughs> yeah. And you know what would be interesting is if Ezra were the, were to be the one, the to, one do to do it. it. It could be a defining moment for it, him. It would be, yeah. And I know a lot of people compared the holocron to the One Ring from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So and it's corruptible. Yes, yeah. it, it is. It is. It, yeah. it, it was said that uh, it contains secrets and knowledge. it contains the knowledge mm. to defeat the Sith Lord. Yeah. And one more tempting that want to destroy what we know is evil and not good and we don't want, you know? Right. So, you know how Frodo had, after yes. finally putting the ring in, back into Mordor, he still had those, those lasting, lasting effects? effects. Yeah. I wonder if Ezra would be in a so, same sort of boat. His, his, his soul was damaged yeah. forever and to a point of no repair, but not to a point of complete loss. No, no. So that's what I'm hoping will happen here. Yeah, same. That we won't lose a, a, a blueberry. A blueberry, yes. <laughs> I actually, if you check out thewookiegunner.com, you'll find an article about the origin of the blueberry and how that name came about. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have Sabine, who's gaining a lot more moments in this season. She's going to have a lot yes. more presence. I love her hair. I her, want oh her Oh my God. Hair. When you, no, you didn't even recognize it at first. I had to rewind it and pause it so that you'd see the change. And you're like, oh my God, I love, I love that hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, th that that's the look I'm going for. Cause Ma already has the base. Yes, I have my white hair. You have your white so hair. all I need to do is cut it in that flaky from you know yeah. wrap, wrap around your face kind of thing and put those purple highlights in the end. Yep. And yes. Yep. And and that would look cool. You could cosplay as that, Ma. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you could cosplay as Sabine. an older Sabine. An older Sabine. <laughs> so yeah, I love her look. And I, I can't wait to see, because comments from Dave Filoni and other people in the show are that she's going to have a bigger role and she's going to be just as important as Ezra. And we see Ezra and Sabine working a lot together. Yes. So he may be her, her, her balance. 
She may be her she, balance. Um, um, his balance, yeah. 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 His, yeah. They're Ex- kind of the yin exactly, and yang. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that would be interesting. Then we have Zeb, who actually we didn't see too much of in this trailer. But he does have an updated look that we mentioned in the last episode. And thinking of Zeb brought me to Agent Callis. We didn't even see him at all in the trailer. He wasn't. He didn't appear physically. But... There is the the, the table, voice this the, the construction exactly, which wasn't the by me this time <laughs> or the other people who had been involved in Ahsoka's voice uh, in determining Ahsoka's voice. So someone else on Tumblr took that voice, and it sounds exactly like Agent Callus. And one of one of the writers said, "You gotta think. We've already known what happened in the past. What if we? What if they're planting it? You know, you gotta think about. Yeah. They might be tricking us this, this entire time to think one way, or it might be like reverse psychology where we think that it's not that person, but it actually is that person. Or, or, or a way for us to get a, a story that unfortunately they may not be able to develop. Yeah, yeah. Which is because when we last saw him, yeah. um." We know he 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 was affected. Yeah, he was questioning. We know he he, he he was questioning and we know he was going through a transformation. What better way of sort of giving us a, a glimpse on into that transformation by putting the seed that he may be the one helping young cadets find a different way other than the empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. And then, but then I always go back to what Sal said in the episode that he he, he was a guest in our show. And he said, you know, but Callus is a man of honor. Yes. So would he be the type of character who would let information like that go underneath the table? This is the the thing. He's a man of honor because he believes in doing the right thing. When you are a person like that and all of a sudden you realize that the way you have been achieving your goals have been used by others and have been corrupted by others for their own purpose, then you have to make a decision. Am I going to keep being the, the man of honor that I am and follow a path that obviously is not honorable? Yeah. Or will I go a different path? And while from the other side, it may not see honorable from the standpoint of the individual and the character and the values of the individual is the honorable thing to do. Right, right. It's interesting, so, yeah. Because there's a character in the book Lost Stars where her culture is revolves around honor. So she pledged her allegiance to the Empire. So anything, she sees what the Empire is doing, but having already established that she is honorable to this body, this organization, she doesn't step away from it. She still thinks that there's a way to, be, to make it good. And it, it was a constant thing with, throughout the book where you're like, why would you do this, Sienna? And it's because of that. Inherent part you know, of her. Uh, um, honor, a uh, blind honor. Blind, it's like, it is blind honor. It's like yeah. anything else. And I don't think Callus is a blind man. Oh, no. No, no. So I think that he he does understand that you don't have to be stop you don't have to stop being honorable and being right to your principles you know stick to your principles while doing something that may be seen by others as though a betrayal yeah 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 moving on from that we have 
a chopper we didn't even get to see that much either. We didn't get to see much. I chopper. need some chopper. Yeah, chopper. Chopper better have a be as. I need some chopper. He better be as snarky as he was. Yes. In in season two and season one because I I love me some chopper. Yes. And Hera also has an updated look. We got to see Hera. It's very minor in terms of her upgrades, but we get to see her father return. A lot of people think this may be the point where Chan might kick the bucket. And I thought, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. That would be crazy. Yeah, people are looking to kill a lot, man. Right? You know, for <laughs> what I keep hearing is like so much violence and people killing and look at, at Ezra killing uh, troopers and this and that. But aren't we the same when we start looking people to die? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't want people to die. I don't want people to die either. And I always think there's more creative ways to go about a character, like Ahsoka, for yeah. example. Then there's... Who else is there? <laughs> I think we... Rex. Rex. There's Rex. And, oh my gosh. Rex comes into play. He's playing. He's becoming more of a player, at least in the footage that we see in this trailer. And I'm kind of scared, you know, because the more you're involved, the more you put your life at risk. So I'm kind of scared for my big big blue bear. (laughs) And what I found the most interesting thing, really, I know everyone was... So into Thrawn, this evil, not evil, new but guy. this yes, new... Yes, it is evil new guy. <laughs> uh, antagonist in the trailer. But the thing that stood out to me the most was the uh, the scene with the battle droids from the Clone Wars. And I thought, oh my gosh, I wonder how, how that comes to play. So I'm interested in that. And obviously Thrawn is the biggest part of the trailer. He's that character who's going to be a real threat to, I think, more of a threat than Vader. More than the Inquisitor was. More than the Inquisitors, yeah. And notice that they didn't even show any of the Inquisitors. Inquisitors. So I wonder whether... They're maybe all gone. (laughs) Maybe, who knows. Or maybe they just stuck to their secondary mission. Mission, which which was... To steal. steal. Yeah, steal the children. Then we have other characters that pop up, like Wedge, who you're not familiar with, I'm not familiar with. But Wedge was a character that everyone adores, apparently, from my understanding. And he, we see that he was originally a TIE pilot. So uh, that's interesting, and I can't wait to see. And actually, the person who was standing beside him was Sabine in disguise. So I, I look forward to those episodes, because I want to see Sabine in action. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think overall, the trailer was awesome. It, it it blew the yes, house. It, it, it was packed. It was yeah. packed with a lot of little tidbits of what's going to happen. And it did what, what a good trailer is supposed to do, want you to see. Yes. Yeah, it really, I it really know. did. Yeah. <laughs> and what's cool is that although I don't really know Thrawn or Wedge all that much, there are people who do, who love those characters and actually are interested in watching Star Wars Rebels now because they're in the series. So I don't know them, but I'm thankful that they're there now. <laughs> you know, higher readings means good things. So, moving on to our episodes from Star Wars is the Clone Wars. Hey, yeah. Wasn't this supposed to be a short one? It was. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, moving on to the episodes, we have the Landing at Point Rain episode. And this was all battle, just yes. non stop uh, war. Uh, yeah, it, it was. 
at one point I'm like, okay, when is the part where I get to think about something yeah, right? going to come on? <laughs> and it's funny because the featurette had Dave Filoni saying, you know, you had the Senate spy episode, which was the previous episode where nothing happened, happened. you know, in terms of action. So it's like they kept it all bottled up for that right. one one episode. And and the fortune cookie for it is believe in yourself or no one else will. That was about the only part that had me thinking. <laughs> and I liked it. I, I, I like that fortune cookie. I think actually that the four fortune cookies that we're going to be We're all pretty talking, great, yeah. They were all pretty good. Yeah. They, they were sort of like, yeah, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're fortune cookies that I would actually like to get in a fortune cookie. cookie yeah. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> uh, you know, believe in yourself or, or no, no one, one else, else will. will. And it's it true. It starts with you. Yeah, it yeah. always starts with you. It's hard to gather the confidence, though, sometimes. Yes, but that is why. Because you have to muster that strength, that moment of, of it's now or never. Right. In order for, for you to start believing in yourself. Right. It has, it, um, I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate, but it always comes to a, a twist. It always comes to a moment of, of extremes. For you to change, for you to realize things. And believing in yourself is one of those moments. It, it has to be one that determined moment in your life where you just go, yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So basically, we are going back to Genosha. This is where the war kicked off in episode two. They have to go back because they have to shut down a new factory. And this factory is producing a lot more things that are... Th- threatening the republic and its forces stronger stronger worse yeah yeah at the same time you have ahsoka and anakin who are coming into the bridge of the ship they're having some friendly competition they're counting they were having a count as to how many foes they took down (laughs) acting like children yeah it it reminded me a lot of legolas and gimli in the movies yep And they they have to plan their strategy of attack. It never goes as planned, obviously. They thought, oh, we'll just, you know, three ships will come from these angles, we'll land, and we'll take over. That did not happen at all. <laughs> it's a, I don't know, my, my thing with these plans is somehow they forget about the enemy. Yes. They make these plans sort of like nobody's going to be there. <laughs> really uh what about the other side the the enemy is there and the you you need to start thinking about the enemy's counter moves you're making these plans and you're not thinking about your enemy counter moves yeah yeah and then kiari mundi he's given you know a good luck and he says that there is no such thing, thing as luck he, that that was a very dry. It was. Yeah. He, is, he is a very dry character. I remember. I think he was one of the the characters in the later episodes when Ahsoka was put on trial. And he was a character that I just did not favor. Yeah. So, do you think there is such a thing as luck? Do you think luck exists, or is luck is a word used to describe a moment, a, a, an action, something? Just like I use the word dog for a dog. Mm-hmm. Who tells me that the word dog should not be used for the animal I'm pointing it out? You know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the word lock is just a word used to describe a moment of in time, a moment in time where everything happens at the exact moment, at exact time, at the 
perfect time for it to go out great. There could be a million other words out there that could describe this moment, but the most common one is luck. Yeah. It's nothing more than the perfect collision of moments to make something happen the right way. We do live in a world of chaos where, where, where things happen. Everything around us is random. You know, like you cannot predict it. So you don't believe in pre in a destiny? In destiny? Because mm-hmm. then that means that you have a predetermined set. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't believe in destiny. I do believe in you having the power to manipulate certain things and certain moments in your life to get that there. would allow you to get to where you will want to be. Yeah. But to say that something's regardless of whether yeah. yeah, regardless of what you do, this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Yeah. I, I don't believe in that. No, I don't believe in it either. So um but luck luck is nothing more than than just that perfect moment and you know, that's the word we use to describe it because we don't have any other word because there could they, they, there's plenty of scientific theories out there that could explain to you that moment but that's not who we are we just talk simply luck yeah that's it and what's luck for me I had a feeling. I, I I honestly had a bad feeling about this. So that was an actual moment in my life where I said, you know, I have a bad feeling about this, specifically about my glasses. I'm going to take my spare glasses to San Diego Comic-Con because I have a bad feeling that my old pair of glasses, something, okay. something's going to happen. Now, let's, let, let's think about your feeling. Okay. If you really think about it. Okay. And this is where all these... I should say I should also uh, I should also say that my old pair of glasses ended up breaking. Yeah. So I thought it was luck that I actually brought my pair of glasses with me. Now, let's break down that. Okay. <laughs> you have a pair of glasses who you constantly use clean and wear. Yeah. And they're old. They're old. They were like 5 6 years they're old. old. <laughs> In the back of your head, your mind, you have a brain. The brain I, I'm amazed you, I have one to be honest. The, your brain uses like what? Four, five, less than I, I, 10%, I think, 7%. I think mine is like 2.5. You know, <laughs> of the capacity it yeah, has. Oh, yeah. But that does not mean that it's not working. That's true, yeah. It's back there. You just don't access it. You just don't know how it's working, but it's working. Right. So you have a pair of old glasses. They're old. You use them constantly. You know that sooner or later, it is a fact of life. These glasses are going to break. These glasses are not going to l- longer work for me. Right. So you got another pair of glasses. Would you keep it on the side? Mm-hmm. You got these glasses way before. I got them. No, I, I got them to replace the, the old, old ones. ones. But, but because I like the old ones so much, I put them away. Ca- exactly. So you keep them there. Yeah. It's not that you had a feeling and it's not that it was lucky that you took it. It's the fact that you know in the back of your head, your glasses are old. I'm going to a place where I don't want to risk not being able to see anything. <laughs> why, why, so I'm going to take it. Why, why you got to take away the fun, ma? No, it's not, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to... to, to 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 explain the fact of you're why right, is it right. that we use the word luck yeah. and feelings is just a word we use to explain something that is not easy explainable. Right. No, I know what you mean. I still think it's luck, ma. So. <laughs> and it's okay. I, I use the word too, um, even though I know exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was pretty lucky. Otherwise, yep. I would have been miserable that weekend. 
Because then I wouldn't be unable to see. Moving on, we have... Oh, uh, there was this one moment where they're, like, flying in, and there's a clone in one of the gunships that says, good thing those bugs can't aim. And just when he said that, the the ship explodes. I'm like, oh, oh man. Oh, my God. That, that hurt that me. Hurt. No, th- this was a very... A very this episode, uh, man. This episode was very brutal. brutal. Yeah, it, it just went from dead and destruction from beginning to end. But you know what? It's very realistic. It's the, no, no, yes. It, it, it was very portrays, yeah. Yeah, it, it portrays exactly what happens in war. It's exactly what it is. It's a moment of war. And then later on, actually, later on in the episodes, we see Ahsoka trying to fall asleep, and she can't because it's too Sing silent. Then. It's too quiet because yep. she's so used to hearing so much stuff. stuff and noise and explosions and and her feelings that in that moment. That's exactly how a lot of veterans and a lot of people that came from wars like Vietnam Vietnam, and and, and Afghanistan feel when they get back home. Their minds cannot comprehend. They cannot work. This will be a very very simplistic comparison, but you are at work. You have a lot of things going at work. Your mind is constantly working. You get home and somehow you cannot sleep. Yeah. Because you're still you thinking about turn, work. Because you're still thinking. Yeah. In the back of your mind, your your brain is still processing all the stuff that went through. Mm-hmm. Basically, veterans of war that come, people who come from war, where the the, the violence and and the noise and the activity is so intense, constantly, hour after hour, day after day, week after week, and they do these tours for months. Mm-hmm. on end you know like incredible amount of time that they spend having these experiences don't it, you it think leaves an imprint yeah, yeah don't you think that it is perfectly reasonable that when they get home and everything is quiet there's no noise there's no death there's no killing there's nobody trying to kill you that your mind is still working and uh, and trying to figure out how to save you and to keep you alive Mm -hmm. it just keeps working and your body doesn't know how to deal with it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this is what they suffer from and and we see it over and over again and this episode was like crazy like that and 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 that moment of ahsoka in the bed not being able to sleep represents exactly what happens to the people who go to who serve in the armed forces and experience this this violence constantly yeah yeah and then we have Boyle and waxer who were in the episodes with the on ryloth yes they come back (laughs) Uh and i don't know if you noticed but i believe it was waxer had uh numa's thing a little face on on his helmet so that was pretty sweet and so they go and they end up rescuing obi-wan anakin and ahsoka are arguing in the background because she had to has studied the maps but then she said that i did i did study the maps you're the one who's taking off you know taking us off where we're not supposed to be, so which is the the wall that they have to go yes. in, and and they end up climbing up to get rid of the 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 droids at the top, but you know they get overwhelmed, and then Rex ends up going up with them, and he ends up shooting the droideka to save Ahsoka to help Ahsoka out, and then they toss the bombs in there, and they toss Rex over <laughs> over the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I like Rex when when everything is said and done. He says next time just tell me to jump just tell me to jump yeah yeah don't pick me up and and throw me like that (laughs) and i think i love that at one point you can hear him screaming yeah (laughs) he was was not sure if he was gonna make (laughs) it 
<laughs> and and luckily, you know, they landed safely and they weren't crushed by the debris. And then there's the one point where Kiari Mundi and his troops are in within a cave and they're being attacked by all these Genoshans and then they pull out the flamethrowers. Yeah, that I thought, was... You know, it's one thing to shoot down someone, which is instant, you know, or, you know, hopefully it is instant. But the flamethrower, oh, that was, man. That was very reminiscent of Vietnam. That, they used flamethrowers in Vietnam. Wow. It's yes, just, and that was a very... That, that was one of the things that was also very impactful. You seeing a person burning is, is quite... A, disturbing yeah scene. it is and, uh, and, and even even when you have house fires and stuff like yeah, that it's, it's very so, so this was I, I don't know i would like to know they who, took a lot of references yeah from the, actual, i would like to know yeah. who the people who wrote this episode because they did take a lot of references from wars and and things that happen in, in actual wars yeah and they also use a lot of movies for yeah. like different angles and whatnot so they, it was definitely inspired by a lot of reality real yeah, things. things yeah and at one point obi-wan obi-wan was the only one who did make it i think to the landing point and you know they had to take cover because uh, they didn't have their reinforcements so there's a one point where obi-wan i think what's going through obi-wan's head is that this is it yeah and, and you can see it in his face the, yeah the, the very interesting thing is that even though it is a cartoon you can see the stress and the duress yeah. in his face. And, and you know he, he has he's out of breath. He's out of strength. He cannot do it anymore. Yeah. And, and he's just expecting to just die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he lights up his lightsaber. And just at that moment, they have the Y-Wings come in and, and as reinforcements. And... You know, they managed to destroy the shield generator. And that was an interesting... That that was... I think I remember reading that they had were inspired by The Longest Day where they go in and they're running. And you're see, you, you see Anakin, Ahsoka, and like this group of troopers in the back running to the shield generator. And you see the those troopers getting shot one by one. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the way the camera kind of like followed them up until the point where they reached it, that was just like... They did so much in this episode. I think that one of the reasons war movies get so many accolades and um, awards is not because of the wars they're representing. It's because it takes mastery for these cameras and this editing to just sort of like represent every moment along the way. And in this cartoon, they did, they did that. that. Yeah, yeah. And actually, the way they had written this episode, they had shown it to George Lucas, and they basically had to go in and change up the whole thing from what they originally had within that timeline, within the deadline that they had to make. So all what we saw was basically a second draft because George was like you should do this you should do that and it's obviously George being influenced by all the other the movies movie making he's you know the the he's been part of that he's seen that he's been influenced by inspired by so <laughs> I was just like I can't believe they did all and he even Dave is like I don't know how he did it yeah. <laughs> And then Ahsoka at the very end asks Anakin for, you know, what was your total in the end? And Obi-Wan's like, you know, I'll never understand how you can simplify these battles into a kind of, into some kind of game. It's It's, a coping mechanism. It is a coping mechanism. It's the only way you can come out sane. Yeah. 
at least partly sane, sane yeah. yeah by making something that's so horrible intense intense be something that you can manage yeah at a smaller scale yeah and, and the funny thing is, Adi Kirani Mundi, the dry, serious <laughs> man that got yeah. more kills. <laughs> yes, I, I got, I got. What do I win? What do I win? It's <laughs> like my everlasting yeah, respect. <laughs> and I love Obi Wan. Always have to have the last, <laughs> the last word. word. <laughs> you know what? You got something really valuable there because he does not give it. <laughs> no, he does not give it often. And in episode six, Weapons Factory is the continuation of the first episode where the fortune cookie is no gift is more precious than trust. So we've Again, had, yeah, we another fortune cookie that, mm. yeah, and I think the, the the Senate spy episode had something similar where it was about trust. And Anakin is taking over Ahsoka's briefing and constantly walking and talking over her and it was frustrating i was like anakin get off her back man but i know how anakin feels i know because i tend to do that a lot mm. at work i do um, it too to be honest yes uh, <laughs> you know if you know what you're doing and this has nothing to do with you being prideful or you being thinking you know more than somebody else it has nothing to do with that it has to do with your level of confidence in the moment and in what you're doing at the moment. I am the type of person that if I know what I'm doing and I know I know what I'm doing, I easily take over other people's work. Oh, yeah. Because I see a better way of saying it or a better way of doing it, uh, you know. <laughs> so so going back to the fortune cookie, so do you think it was... Obviously, it's because Anakin obviously knows his stuff, but also... He yeah, lacks you, a bit of trust. It, it's you do not see the level of knowledge and understanding that you have in the other person. Yes, yes, you exactly. Know? And it's not that that you don't trust them necessarily. Well, actually, you you do and not trust that, case, that they have yeah. that capability. Yes, exactly. In that that they're not capable of being at the level that you're seeing things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Luminara is aware of this. She's yes. like, "Oh, there they at it again." Yeah. <laughs> I did. I, I did found her though a bit snippy. Like, oh, Luminara in this yeah, episode. Yeah, like very snooty. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, well. Because she's not like that, and I do understand she's not like that. But some of these Jedi take their knowledge and empowerment so deep to heart that sometimes they sound snooty. They sound like, I'm better than you, and I know better than you. Yeah, yeah. And at that moment when she was criticizing them, she sounds snooty. Uh. She sounds like, <laughs> you know, the, the lower, the oh. lower <laughs> level of our, you know. I got you, I got you. And it's funny, yeah. She's coming in to regroup and to, you know, move on to the next part of the plan. And she's introducing her Padawan. And her Padawan is so proper. Yes, very and proper. And she curses and yeah, everything. Yeah, And I like Ahsoka. how Anakin smiles because he looks at Ahsoka <laughs> like she knows. Yeah, yeah. You know, Ahsoka will never do that. <laughs> no, yeah. And then Ahsoka ends up, like, extending her hand and to shake. shake. Yeah. 
And it's and Ahsoka and Barris and actually Barris, we do see her come back again later on. And having rewatched these episodes, I now understand why things happen in the future the way they happen. And it, it was very interesting. It was very enlightening. Yeah, <laughs> because Barris is a square, you yeah. know, and Barris is exactly what her master has constructed yes yeah of her like she is a square <laughs> she is a square and she memorized those catacombs i'm like who the heck does that obviously you're in the time of war so you have to do it but oh my god that, that's craziness she's a geek she is a geek yeah yeah i'm not I, saying that I, all I, geek, in a bad way because I, i'm a yes, geek and i'm a proud i'm geek. not saying <laughs> that geeks are that all geeks are square i'm saying that in that has case being they, uh, some people tend to differentiate nerd from geek. So nerd is nerd, someone okay. who is very Space. scholarly. Yeah. Who so I she, am too. <laughs> she is a nerd. Yeah, yeah. She's a nerd, but a nerd to the 10th power. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For those nerds out there, a nerd to the 10th power. <laughs> that, that is a very nerdy thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I but know yeah. my numbers. Yeah, but we are proud nerds here. We're proud geeks. Yes. So. Uh, and Anakin is not happy with the idea of Ahsoka being the one to infiltrate the factory. No, because he, he can... And he comes back again to the fact that he cannot give up oh yeah. yeah he can't give up uh the fact that ahsoka is his padawan yeah, yeah yeah she's someone important to he him he doesn't want to let go yeah yeah and and what's perfect about her barris being a square is that she ends up making a square or rectangle in the wall mm-hmm. that they use instead, to of, a circle. instead of a circle because every time you see a circle being done and Dave Filoni is like it's it's impossible to make a circle like that but somehow they still do it <laughs> and you know I, I love that Varys made a freaking rectangle <laughs> and a square oh it was a rectangle actually it was rectangular. yeah it was a rectangular it was more long it was longer height wise high, high, yeah, higher yeah. than yeah than, okay but you could essentially take it for as a square because again and we be in there yeah I know yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, proud of it <laughs> And then Dave Filoni in the featurette, he said, she's kind of like a shape revolutionist. (laughs) That made me laugh so much because, again, everyone's so used to doing circles that no one does squares or rectangles, which are easier for you to access and get in and get out. (laughs) I love triangles. Triangles are fun. Yeah, yeah. Triangles are cool. Although they're harder to get through because you have to, like, bend down to, uh, you know, there's less space. Uh, what's the inside? Oh, shoot. I don't know my formulas. <laughs> yeah, area? Area? The area. Yes, because the perimeter is the outside. Yeah. Oh, God, I hated that stuff. I really hated that stuff in math. Oh, man. Jenna Marie, you're not my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep on talking. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then uh, the Separatists, we find, created this new weapon. It's it's a tank that's basically indestructible. Wow, that thing was... It was it was tough to beat. That was a tank. Yeah. That, 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 that embodied the word. Yeah, it really did. And then Soka and, and Barris managed to arm the, the... I guess it was the reactor of the, of the factory. And unfortunately, they were, had been followed. The, the bombs were taken away and they had no choice but to use what is available to them, which is this tank. 
So they get inside the tank and they basically are cornered. They they have nowhere else to go. They have no choice. But to destroy it themselves and themselves along with, with it. it. So they were basically essentially sacrificing themselves, which is wow, because yes, they're the two is. youngest the, the ones. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, that That's a concept that even as an adult, it's extremely difficult to navigate. Yeah. Much less as a young person. Yeah. We can say they're Jedi in training, whatever, but still they're, they're, they're teenagers. teenagers. Yeah. They're, kids so that was a very like wow yeah they understood the repercussions if they let this factory continue they would essentially be killing thousands thousands of more people yeah so they did what they had to do and at the same time you have anakin and luminara at the top taking out the bridge so they were smart and they bombed the underside of the bridge and brought down those super tanks and uh, that part freaked me out again because i'm terrified of heights but they're just there dangling yeah just (laughs) just going like monkeys yeah like uh, nothing like this is so normal it's like they weigh nothing it's It's like they're feathers i know yeah yeah so normal to just grab one place and swing to the next and i I hated the monkey bars in the playground And and Luminara has faith in her Padawan, unlike Anakin, who wasn't displaying that kind of faith in his Padawan. So she says, my Padawan will not fail because they still hadn't come out of the factory. But I don't think that the problem with Anakin was the fact that uh, um, Ahsoka could fail. The problem with Anakin is the fact that Ahsoka, he could lose Ahsoka. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was his problem. Yeah, yeah. Which comes off as not having faith in her. her. Yeah, yeah. And Ahsoka and Barris take out the, the, the factory. And I, and I think that was another moment when things went very silent. Yeah. You know, because it was such a intense moment. You know, you don't know whether they live or die. Or whether one lives and the other one dies. And Ahsoka, they, you know, they actually do end up surviving the impact of the tank and the, the factory explosion. Uh, and she says, don't worry, we'll run, out, we'll run out of air long before we start. <laughs> And Barris is like, well, that's a comforting thought. thought? Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, that was very like, I don't think you got the joke there, girl. You, yeah. you know, she's so square that she didn't even get the the The, 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 the punchline. The, the punchline, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. And because she was actually sincere. No, I, th- I, 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 I think she was being sarcastic in that moment. If she was, they used a very well voice actor uh, yeah yeah because yeah. they nailed it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to a point where you cannot distinguish whether they were being sarcastic or just dense. sincere <laughs> yeah. yeah and then you have luminara and anakin up top having survived this explosion and you have two very different reactions uh, luminara is sort of mourning and accepting the fact that this happened whereas anakin is desperate Nope, this is and not happening. And he refuses to believe that I'm gonna get them. They're yeah. not dead, and they're down there. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, at one point she says to him, "It's not that I gave up. 
Skywalker, but unlike you, when the time comes, I am prepared to let my student go. Can you say the same? And Anakin ends up shaking his head, like dismissing her in a way before going off to Ahsoka. So I I thought it was very interesting. You know, you have the you have Anakin and Ahsoka who are two. Ahsoka, in a way, is becoming a lot like Anakin in terms Mm -hmm. of strategy, thought and and processing things. And then you have Anakin, Barriss and and Luminara, who are essentially like carbon copies. Yes. Of each other. <laughs> yep. Um, and then the very rigid, very um, by the book. And then in episode seven, we have Legacy of Terror. So the fortune cookie for this is sometimes accepting help is harder than offering. offering it. Oh my God. This one was my favorite so out of the true. four. Yeah. It is very hard. And as someone who likes to do things on her own, I'm a very intellectual, curious person. I refuse to accept help. On principle. <laughs> yeah, because I know, like, I want to do it on my I, own. Yeah. But then when we see others struggling, we're the first one to Yeah, to offer. offer. Yeah. But yeah, it's super, it's much harder to accept it than to offer it. Yeah. Uh, man, I, like, I, I, I will sit there until I cry. Yeah. <laughs> and... You know, Luminara decides to go off and find Poggle the Lesser because it is important to gather the information that he knows and to finally capture this individual. So do you think that Luminara, who was all about you have to let your your Padawan go, now she's in a state where I cannot let this mission go. I, I need to find this, this person. She was being a bit pushy and somewhat careless in trying to achieve her goal. Yeah, that's the impression I got. Yeah. She, she, I totally understand her intentions. I mean, obviously, as a as a as a Jedi, she has to put her life at risk, and that, and I, I got that. But at the same time, it's like you could have waited. She's not putting her life as, at, at risk. If if she was putting just her life as, at risk, it would be one thing. But she's also taking clones with her and putting their lives yeah. at risk. Yeah, that, that sadly that one clone uh, had died you in know, the process. You know, it's like um, at that moment I thought of discussions that we had before about how clones are treated and, and viewed, you know, that um, they're like... Cannon fodder. Yeah, yeah, yeah you Easily know, disposable. disposable. Yeah. I thought it to be very um, hypocritical. Yeah, that's what. I, that's the word that yeah. I was thinking about. Because she wouldn't let it go. Yeah. Uh, she was recommended by the two by the Jedi Masters to maybe you should wait. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I'm going to go after yeah. it. After, you know, coming off of an episode where she was saying, you know, you have to learn I'm to let to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> and then at one point you have this, these two droids walking side by side. And one of them's like, are you still there? And they had been left behind because the battery ran out. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, droid. Yeah. It's so sad. And Luminara obviously ends up getting captured. Uh, she went in haphazardly, not knowing, not, not having the backup to, to support her. This is also another instance of Anakin not exhibiting patience. He's like, we have to go. We have to save her. Not realizing that the, the sandstorm that's outside... It's going to cause more harm than than good, and that was pretty cool too. The sandstorm. Dave Filoni talked about how that was also a character, sort of like the yeah, the the, 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 the snowstorm, the snowstorm from the yeah. other episodes. So so yeah, that was interesting to see, and I'm I'm sure it was terrible to animate. Yeah, <laughs> and then we find 
that there are the walking bugs, as I like to call them, like the, the walking zombies, dead. The walking <laughs> zombie bugs. Yeah, yeah. So I remember your reaction was like, oh, my God, because you you, th- you were suspecting that there was something yeah. wrong about these, these particular bugs. They're zombie bugs. <laughs> ew. Yeah, they were ew. And, it, uh, and I realized, uh, this was my first time realizing it, that the zombie bugs didn't fly. They were oh, no. walking like zombies, whereas... You knew which ones were alive by you know them flying, and the whole episode was sort of like a horror movie. Yeah, you know you're you're in yeah, these you catacombs. Yeah, you have these moments of you're looking one way, and all of a sudden you look to the next, and boom, yeah, that's yeah. the bad guy. You know, it's yeah. like exactly like in a horror movie. Yeah, it's something would like walk behind you, and you look yeah, back, back, and, and there's nothing not there. there, and then when you look, look back, I get then, you, then that's when it gets you. <laughs> This is why I love the Clone Wars because they experimented a lot with a lot of that stuff. You know, you had horror episodes, you had romance, you had other mythological type episodes. So I love that I had a variety of that stuff. And and then they eventually find the queen, the the you. They find Ooh, you. That that, that was Jonala, uh, my my son. He he had the the, the perfect um, description. He looked like the alien. Oh from, from yes, the alien from movie. aliens. The, yeah, the, the yeah. mother. Yes, the, yeah, the, yeah. the big mama in in one of the movies where, where um, Sigourney Weaver, her character, is saving the little girl. Yeah, yeah. That was a big, huge yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So here we have the big mama. And then actually, Obi Wan says the word zombies. So I didn't realize until now. Did he? He did say the word zombies. zombies. Yeah. I had oh, to rewind wow. it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Obi-Wan, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I'm like, Obi-Wan actually said the word zombies. That word is actually canon. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he wants to know. He's so he's so in the moment where he wants to learn. He's such a nerd. <laughs> Such a scientist. <laughs> He's like, I want to know why they took Luminara. Why didn't they kill her? Why are they holding her hostage? And, you know, and we eventually find out that they have this parasite, this worm that invades the brain and it takes over. And it become, you become part of the hive, this hive mind mentality. And Obi-Wan, he's like, no, wait, I want to see how it works. And Anakin says, I don't think Luminara wants to see how it works. And Luminara says, no, no I don't. I don't. <laughs> That was a pretty good exchange because he was willing to let Luminara be possessed by this no, thing. I don't think, I think it was all part of the plan. She's like, I hope this is part of the plan. He's like, of course it is. <laughs> um, and, you know, Obi-Wan says, come now. Uh, the nose or the ear, which do you think it'll, t- it'll, it'll enter? And, and uh, Anakin, like, kind of sighs and rolls his eyes. And he's like, I think it's the nose. <laughs> And, you know, they end up escaping. They take Poggle at the same time. And Obi-Wan grabs the parasite. He grabs the worm because he wants to study it. He was actually serious about that part. Yeah. He wants to know how it functions. But Anakin doesn't realize that he grabbed exactly. it. Exactly. And not that it was attacking, attacking him. him. And when he sees it, he thinks the worm is going to get Obi-Wan. So he he destroys the worm. And he says, I want to study that. <laughs> and he says, study the bottom, bottom of my, my boot. boot. <laughs> Oh, that was great. I love the interactions between Anakin and Obi-Wan in this episode. Sometimes they feel forced, like at the very beginning of the series. But in this in this episode, they felt very natural. And finally, in episode 8, Brain Invaders, for, the fortune cookie is, Attachment is not compassion. So if you exhibit compassion, that doesn't mean that you're necessarily attached, attached 
to that individual or to that creature, whoever it is that you're showing compassion to. So, ah, oh, this episode was so rich uh, in, in hypocrisy. Yeah. <laughs> from Anakin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so we have Anakin suggesting that the Padawans take the supply mission, which is interesting because he was at the very beginning not at all interested in having Ahsoka infiltrate the... But, factory. But he, he did learn. He did learn. That, yeah. that he has to trust her. Yeah. He has to trust on her abilities. He has to trust on, on her choices and and her her mind and her own character. Yeah, yeah. You know? And actually, it reminded me of Kanan and Ezra. Yes. I, when uh, the first time that Kanan actually trusted um, Ezra. Ezra to do the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On his own way. Yeah, yeah. And then we have, you know, brain worms back again. So they end up infecting one of the poor clones who's sleeping. Oh, that was nasty. That, that was way creepy. Where they, yeah, when, when they go in. And like, because this is the thing. Apparently, these worms can go into the body, right? And... Or is it into a dead body and reanimated? Into any kind of body. Okay. Yeah, if you're dead or alive. So, so be, in the, the the first time they're introduced, we're thinking, you know, these are dead bugs and they're being reanimated, right? right? Yeah. But this time we see the bug going into a live body. Yeah. But the reanimation, it looks just like. A, a dead, dead body, body will reanimate. Yeah. Like, ooh. Yeah, when it went in. Oh, and the slimy sounds that they made. <laughs> that was, oh, that makes my skin crawl. Like, I, the the way that he, like, cracked, spasms. Spasms. Yeah. And cracked. His bones cracked. Like, yeah. <laughs> and the way he stood up. That was, oh. that was very exorcist Just creepy. creepy. Yeah. yeah. And then we have... You know, that clone bring more eggs onto the ship, into the supply ship. So then Ahsoka, we go to the point where Ahsoka's unable to fall asleep. And of course, as one does, you suggest, let's go eat if mm. you can't sleep. <laughs> yeah, if you can't sleep, you eat. <laughs> and so they end up going to the cafeteria. And actually, this part was pointed out by someone on Twitter. And I never noticed it before until I rewatched the episode. But Ahsoka's tray is kind of on a diagonal her food is all dispersed. Her cup isn't even in the cup part. It's just out on the on the table. Okay. Whereas Bears' tray is very it's straight. And perfect. Her food <laughs> is in a perfect block. And then her cup is inside the cup slot of the tray. Totally different, different. personalities. It, it, it reflects. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I never noticed that before. I'm like, I love that someone pointed that out because it really speaks to who they are as as, as people. Well, it, the, the the way you eat sometimes tells a lot about it you. Really, look at me. <laughs> look, look at your aunt that she picks everything oh, individually. Oh, that's true. Yeah, my aunt. Yeah, she. I remember this. She used to strip chicken into you know you just strip it and then she would put a little bit of ketchup on it on that piece on that piece eat and it, eat it. Then pick another strip, a little piece. Put a more that. ketchup and then eat it. Very methodical, very step by step. Very, and that's who she is. And that's exactly the way she is. Yeah. She's very methodical. She's very step by step. You do this first. You do that second. Yeah. It. Yeah. That's, it does tell a lot of. Yeah. And, and sometimes people say that uh, you know these powers that others may have of reading who you are. 
I don't necessarily think that they have the power to read who you are. They just they're just observing. They're very who observant. You are. Yeah. Because you tell you give yourself in every move you make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, I like to sit in the subway and analyze people. Yes, I look I at people. I love watching I people. love doing that. Not in a creepy way, but just to like see if what what I can learn learn from that person, person based on by. what they're wearing based on their actions and it's interesting what you can tell from people yeah. by just doing that alone but it has to be in a very unbiased, unbiased way. way of course because yeah. if you have biases already you immediately it, it, it ruins it ruins the, the it. yeah it does it ha- you have to be very unbiased no predisposed ideas nothing you just go with a blank mind and just look yeah and just Start thinking about when he moved the hand this way, when he moved the other this way, when he did that, when he bent, when he, what is he wearing? What you know? Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, it's true. So they they're eating, they're talking about you know the war and the fact that Barris at one point says Master Windu has said that we are keepers of the peace, not warriors. So Ahsoka's kind of confused as to what's the difference. Yep. At yes. her age, you know, it's hard for her to comprehend the difference between keeping peace and then fighting for that peace. It's funny that Master Windu was the one to say it because I think he's the most warrior of them all. Of the of the whole council. Yeah, he's very um military. Yes, very military. So it was very interesting that he was the one to say that. And then there the clones come because they've already been affect, infected by the the worms. So they come in and they start attacking. attacking. And it's in that moment I realized, oh my gosh, this is just like Order 66. So this is sort of, this was like in a way preparing Mm -hmm. them for that sort of situation. And they actually did pretty well against the clones. Yeah. And at one point, one of the clones says when they capture Barris, when she gets electrocuted, he says, if there's one thing we clones know, it's how to stop a Jedi. And And that was very telling of of the future. Yes, very. Yeah. that's how they ended up hunting them and finding them. Yeah. And even you read the Kanan comics, yeah. the way they would go after Kanan, after Caleb at the time, and they wouldn't stop. Yep. And at one point, we switch on over to Anakin and Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan's like, have faith in your Padawan, you know, because she hasn't contacted them yet. Mm-hmm. And they find it odd that both of them haven't contacted him yet. You'd think Barris would be the one to do it, but neither of them have contacted. I was very surprised at the way, because at one point, the clones and the Jedi have to fight. Yeah. It really shocked me when Varys killed. Uh, the clone, yes. That, that was, was a very. That. that was a very. She didn't hesitate. No, and, and it was cold. It was. She grabbed her her lightsaber and stuck it to his stomach. And not just stuck it. She raised him and was like, "Whoa!" That, that was that. Yeah, that, I remember the first time seeing that. I was just like shocked. Yeah, and I saw the first one, which was all war. Yeah, and that part to me was like, "Holy moly!" And what's sad is that obviously that was done in defense, in fear, because they saw the his eyes. You could see only the white of his eyes, and then he you had this worm sticking out of his mouth. So obviously she's scared for whatever this is. And but still, but this guy could have lived yeah. essentially in the end. Yeah. But she took action and she just took his life. And of course, they go to the vents. The vents is the safest place to be. 
<laughs> I honestly it's that theme. I want I want to write a post of like all the times that they've been in vents. <laughs> And then Barris, while they're in the vents, Barris tells Ahsoka, if you need to, you'll do what must be done. So she really she really takes her words literally very, serious, and very, very yeah. seriously. Because in that moment of the clone, she did what needed to be done. Um, and actually, this also takes place later on when we see her again, when she does very questionable things. And she did them because she felt they needed to be done. And... You know, eventually Barris gets infected and Ahsoka is in the process of contacting Rex. And it's interesting. I love the way that she said, boy, am I glad to hear your voice, which is funny because they all basically have the same, same voice. voice. <laughs> you know, some some uh, variations, variations here and there. there but, but I love that she said that because it's, you know, essentially all the yeah. same. <laughs> but I love that she picked out that that's Rex. And then once that transmission ends, the camera sort of turns and she's there standing. One of those moments of, oh, where he came from. <laughs> and she looks so menacing and evil. Yeah. It looked like the girl the the from the ring, the yeah, one with the, the hair. Yeah, the one that came from the TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I hated <sighs> that. Oh, just thinking about it, it freaks me out. And then... <laughs> and then there was a part where Anakin is desperate for information. He needs to know how to stop these worms. And he goes to Poggle the Lesser. The way they did that scene, he has his arms behind his back and he enters and he's like, I'm not going to use a Jedi mind trick on you. And he's, you know, with the back of his hand, slaps him, a pimp slap. <laughs> yeah. All he needed was rings on his, his fingers. Finger. It would have been an official pimp slap. And, <laughs> and then he ends up force choking the him. force to ch- make him talk. Ta- yeah. No, to make himself, to make uh, Pogo choke himself it's not just you're choking do you think no i think he was i think he was actually choking him or do you think he was no, forcing was, his hands he up? he was forcing his hands up. oh my god i didn't notice that i thought uh, that's you know, what i saw uh, uh, because the, the first thing i thought is oh my god he's making him the same person kill himself you know like i ne- i did not think of that i never thought of that because i thought you know first instinct you go you know you want to grab whatever is holding your neck uh, but you think he was forcing his ar- arm, own arms up i didn't think about that oh maybe i should go back and see that yeah check it out because yeah. that was the impression i you got. got yeah but that's i may be maybe wrong but, but that, the first thing i thought is oh my god he, he's but, forcing the guy to kill himself yeah like, that, but that's more brutal because at least the other way you know you're the one doing it yeah. but you're actually forcing this guy to kill his own self, self. yeah Oh, that's oh, wow! That, I didn't think about that. That would have been more evil. Yeah, that that's been more evil. More of a and of course, they have you know the Darth Vader musical cues and stuff in the background. Because that was dark. That was super. And of course, he didn't tell them what he did in order to get that information. And then you know he tells Ahsoka, "You have to rupture the cooling system because the cold." is the one that is the thing that will stop these worms from taking over. And, you know, Barris at one point, she, you see her suffering and she asks to be killed. Kill me. Did you think at one point she, Ahsoka, uh, s- makes a slicing action? No, I... You see, when, when, when she told Ahsoka that if push come to shove, she you would have, you know, yeah. you, you will do what you have to. Ahsoka, the face that Ahsoka has was like, no. 
that's not me. And that wasn't going to be her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially in a moment where she was so vulnerable that she asked to be killed. Yeah. And that wasn't going to be Ahsoka. And Anakin, you know, she's troubled by that. She she didn't know whether that's something she should have done. And Anakin tells her that she needs to save lives. And if having to kill Barris was something that would prevent others from dying, that she should have taken that blow. But fortunately for Barris, she didn't. So, um, and he goes on to say, letting go of our attachments is a difficult struggle for all of us. And I do think that he does struggle with balancing his attachment to Padme plus his other duties, his responsibilities as a Jedi. But he gets so consumed mm. by his attachments that he he doesn't really no, show that kind of struggle. Yeah. And, and then Filoni, at one point in the featurette, he talks about how it's important to sit kids down. That was a, a moment where Anakin sat down with Ahsoka and he explained to her, you know, and they finally says that you have to sit them down and talk about situations like that when a young person is traumatized. We're adults and as adults, we think in complex thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult for us to, to go to the simple thought. Children are smart. Children know. Children understand. You just have to talk to them at their own level. As adults, we have a very difficult time doing that. But I do believe that we have to. It is our responsibility as parents to sit down on those difficult moments and talk to our children. If we don't do it, TV is going to do it. Society is going to do do it. it. Groups are going to do it. And then who are you going to blame when your child is not following the right path? Because at that moment, there's nobody else to blame but you because you had the chance to talk to your child. If you talk to your child and and, and things happen, then it's not you. It's not on you because you did try. But if you don't try to talk to your child, if you don't try to explain to them uh, traumatic situations that they see, that they hear. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. they that that they experience, they're gonna see it, they're gonna hear it, they're gonna get it from other sources. Yeah, you should always be the main source of information for your children. So true. You've always been that. You still are. <laughs> yeah, and I think I'm always gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna go to uh, at one point in the future. I'm gonna be sitting in front of your grave, Ma. Can you explain this to me? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, and I wonder how, how what my answer is gonna be, and if you're gonna hear it. You know what? I want to do something. I want to construct something where you have like a magic eight ball coming out of your tombstone or something, so that when so I shake, shake it, it, it gives you, you the answer. Yeah. Okay. Can I do that? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> Why not? Um, and then in, ter- in terms of fan questions and thoughts, we have Franklin Taylor. He said, Weapons Factory is a great episode about trust. Trust in your abilities, trust in your teachings, trust in the Force. I totally agree. It's, it's yeah. a great example of, of trust. And, and Franklin had also talked about, and I uh, accidentally left out his comment because he had direct messaged it to me and I forgot to check my DMs. But in the past, for the past episode in regards to Children of the Force, he said, it's such a great episode. Uh, so many ties to the past, present, and future. Palpatine was on point. Ahsoka snipping, snipping it up because she's nicknamed uh, Snips. Yeah. Um, Anakin, or should I say my boy, as she said, fighting it up. Really enjoyed all the locations of this episode. If anyone plans to read or has read Tarkin, 
by James Lucino, pay close attention to Anakin's old Jedi trick as it comes up in the novel during a great scene. I actually kind of read that book. Uh, it wasn't my favorite because it was such a dry read and there was so much packed in there that I, I was not, it was not my cup of tea. So I, I want to give it a try in the future, but I'll keep an eye out for that, Franklin. So thank you very much. And Franklin also said in term, for Legacy of Terror, he um, said Legacy of Terror in- episode informs so much to the viewer that we later see in the Darth Vader comic. And I actually haven't read the Darth Vader comic, but that's interesting. And he also says, Brain Invaders is one of my favorites. You learn so much of Ahsoka's character. The good in her shines at the breaking point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful way of writing it. Yep. Because uh, there's that moment where and and the fact that she questions that moment yes yes you know it, it, it tells a lot about the person yeah that even in a an, an action of goodness you still question should i've done something else should right. i've done something different mm-hmm, mm-hmm. always looking for the better and that's what i hope ezra continues to do because i felt like ezra was the type of character to do that yes he would step back and realize and question and be very observant. So I hope in going forward that he still has that and that he's not so closed off because of the holocron. So crossing my fingers. <laughs> and Matt on Twitter, he asked, which new character design is your favorite? Which of the plot threads introduced in the trailer are most intriguing to you? So this is in reference to the Star Wars Rebels trailer. So in terms of design, I think Ma, you loved Oh, uh, Sabine. Sabine. Yeah. Yes. You love her. She has more purple on her helmet too. Oh, <laughs> I love purple. <laughs> so, I'm so a yeah. Purple girl. She loves Sabine, and I honestly, I love Ezra. Ezra's look is just on point for me, and it's because my friend Elisa, who's a contributor for the Wookie Gunner, she kept drawing Ezra with short hair, and I got so used to it that when I saw it in the trailer, it was it was just like what I've been seeing this entire time. So I, I love his look. And I like that he, he now packs a little bit of muscle. muscle. He, you know, he's growing. He's, he's, he's growing. He's, he's growing. He's developing. <laughs> and I think that's it. So that's that for today's episode. Stay tuned for our next Rebels Chat when my mom and I discuss more Season 2 episodes from Star Wars The Clone Wars. In the meantime, make sure... <laughs> I forgot about that part. In the meantime, make sure to rate and comment on iTunes, visit thewookiegunner.com, and follow Rebels Chat on Twitter. And may the force be with you. Always! <laughs>